0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
2: due time with Pastor Seth How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear That's what I like to hear For this is the day the Lord has made Let us rejoice and be glad in it So, where were you yesterday? Uh yesterday was yesterday you Conversation about how it all we started with our girl Vivian and Moses Simmons, and Vivian of the Federal Court on that. Now this is enough. And, um, they just said that so. I said to this, the a the tune of 650,000 children. Oh, my. Wow, 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 wow. Now, you, there's nowhere in the world we could have figured out that something like that would be responsible for causing our children to be ill. And, uh, You know, we are talking about full gas stoves Not gas electric stoves But fully gas stoves Now, you know, with all the carbon monoxide And other gases that uh, emit from a full gas stove uh, Yeah, they're shutting it down They're shutting it down, down. they're shutting it down So, if you have a full gas stove Get ready to get rid of it because it has to go. We can't make our children sick. We can't make our children sick. Well, Vivian also talked about there's going to be a $1 billion health care plan to address the issues of the mentally ill. Yeah, 2022, this mental illness situation went straight. Through the roof as uh, every time you turned around the mentally ill were you know, were being charged with some le- level of murders or some heinous crimes or uh, people saying mental illness and put it on that as they committed various crimes, well uh, somebody's going to do something about the real mentally ill you know, mental illness As they're going to um, open up 1,000 beds for psychiatric treatment. Now, where are these beds been sitting? See, see, this is how we got in trouble yesterday. Now, I remember Vivian specifically saying these were like beds that kind of went down during the COVID time, you know, when you couldn't We had to be six feet apart and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, they could have, you know, reopened some beds, you know, for a while now. Or again, where is all of this real estate that you got sitting dormant that you could have opened up some beds? You could have been giving people jobs you know, with this uh, project here. You know, open up some beds, get that facility running, get the people who have been trained, you know, some jobs. Um, listen, if you had to build some beds
0: up,
2: uh, voila, there's a job. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. These people have been asleep on the job for a minute. Now, we do know that cocoa uh, uh, Governor Hokel. She kind of, you know, it deferred to her when uh, Cuomo was kind of removed out of the office. But again, you ran. They didn't, you know, Cuomo didn't get out of office and then all of a sudden they just picked you up and just said, let's look through the phone book and pick a name. No! So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we just expected a little too much from people who will promise us that they were going to do something for this city, state, country. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it seems like we are beaten up on people when we expect them to do their job. No. So they're going to uh, increase the medical coverage um, for those who have been, I guess, uh, you know, said that they have a mental illness. Um, you got uh, the uh, the needs of the children, mentally ill children. Now that is one that we can definitely use because we do understand that a whole
0: lot of these
2: things that are going on with these children have something to do with mental illness, but unfortunately. We can only blame the parents for that stuff because the stories that we're getting, the parents are doing all the damage. Yeah, and now the poor children have to recover, you know, uh, excuse me, from, uh, you know, what they've experienced. Not only that, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, all the drugs people take, to alcoholism, you know, that stuff when you're born into that, um, when your mother or father drank while you were in the womb, you know, that definitely can aid to some, you know, deficiencies when the child is born. So, you know, we don't know. We don't have the slightest idea how this stuff is truly affecting the unborn. So, you know, we got to think about that stuff, too. Well, we have a 12-year-old who stabbed her brother in the middle of the night, nine years old. And uh, unfortunately, he lost his life, the little brother, Uh, at the time. There was no real information, but we never know. You know, as, as they do investigating, you know, we may be able to get um, some more information. Ah, uh, the 23 year old woman, where the man confessed to shooting her 15 times because she wouldn't answer his calls or texts, you know. This is a real catch twenty two situation. We're not talking about her particular story, um, but you know this is not the first time we've gotten a a news story because you know someone didn't get the attention that he felt he should have after she felt it was over. So you have this twenty three three year old woman who had been with this guy for five um, months. Um, They had lived together, and after two weeks, you know, after they had broken up, uh, you know, he approached her, uh, where she was with her dad, living with her dad. And um, when, you know, I guess the conversation didn't go the way he wanted it to go, because he, you know, asked her what was going on. She was just done, and uh, unfortunately, she lost her life. I think the biggest the biggest problem is you know when they you know as he was talking, he told them if he had to do it again, he would, and this time he would kill the dead, so you know this is this is a uh, this is something we need to think about you know when we're getting involved with these people. It's only so long you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to hold the fact that something's wrong mentally. Um yeah, after a while it's gonna come out. And unfortunately you ain't gonna find that out in five months. No. That, that that's not likely to happen. <laughs> uh we had some interesting conversation yesterday. So I advise you to go back and listen. Ah, oh, it was good. It was good. We topped it all off with our faith over fear with Pastor Charles. So we got a full morning yesterday. And uh, again, I encourage you to go back and listen. And uh, that's how we spent our Wednesday. Well, today is. Therapeutic Thursday Yes, today we discuss our health In many different shapes, form, and fashions Whether it's our physical health, mental health Emotional health uh, Our spiritual health Yeah, that's how we do it on Wednesday So I got some stories And I got some health news So I'll bang hit that healthy breakfast and tell somebody that it's the time where Pastor Seth is on. And uh, guess what? Go nowhere, cause we'll be right back.
3: Seizures happen without warning.
1: Seizures don't all look the same.
2: Other kids are afraid to play with me. Someone is diagnosed with epilepsy every three minutes.
0: And it can strike
3: anyone at any age.
0: Do you know how to help end epilepsy? Learn more.
2: Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's New Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, God has been so gracious to uh, usher us into the second part of our work week. And uh, we had a few days off. Or from being at home. And uh, it was a nice respite. Nice little respite. Didn't do a whole lot physically. But you know. Always good to get away. So we're giving God thanks for our traveling mercies. And uh, all the good stuff. That we were able to experience. Good company.
0: And uh,
2: we're back. We're back. So uh, we're trusting that you're doing well. And we're so happy to have you on with us today. And uh, I got some stuff to talk about when it comes to our health. So we've got, they say, some easy and delicious ways to use Less sugar. You know, those of us who have to have like our tea in our sugar. Not sugar in our tea. Yeah. And, you know, those of us who really got to have all that sugar. You know, we got sugar everywhere. Everywhere sugar is coming from. And uh, for those of us with type 2 diabetes. Kind of hard to get those numbers down because a lot of sugar is hidden um in a lot of food, so came across this um this uh article that I thought you might find all interesting, so one of the ways they say step number one or way number one, they say use agave instead of refined sugar. So they say one of the easiest ways to reduce your sugar intake is to swap any refined sugar, any refined sugar you're using throughout the day with agave. So they say agave is 25% sweeter than sugar. And it means you can use less of it for the same amount of sweetness as refined cane sugar. Okay, that's interesting. So they say if you typically put sugar in your coffee, your tea, or oatmeal, swap it with agave. Okay. They say it has a rich, deep caramel flavor that will take to any drink or dish and turn it from boring to mm mm-mm good okay, while it also reduces the calories and sugar content, okay? All righty. And they say you can um, use it in pretty much anything. Anything, anything, anything. All right, number two, they say buy plain flavors of food and sweeten yourself with agave. Okay? So, they say skip the fruit on the button, or I'm sorry, the fruit on the bottom yogurt, and flavored packets of oatmeal. So you know that ready oatmeal you get in a little packet. They, you know, so in other words, what they're saying is, get the plain yogurt, put some agave in it, or get the um, oatmeal that you make at home. You know, from the fresh, um, from the fresh side. And use it instead. Okay. Use agave instead of, you know, sugar. All right. Three, pair agave with fruit to sweeten your favorite food. So, again, they're talking about stuff like um, yogurt, um, oatmeal. They're saying how about waffles and pancakes. And uh, instead of using <clears throat> like syrup, you know, put the little fruit on the top, drizzle a little agave on it, and voila, they say you've got a whole lot of flavor there. Okay. Ah, next one. Shrink your portion size. Okay. They're saying bigger isn't always better. And uh, if you go to, you know, the, the large coffee, you know, downside. Get a smaller, excuse me, get a smaller coffee and add agave. Oh, excuse me, agave, agave instead of sugar. Because, you know, the bigger the cup, the more sugar you're going to use. So they say tone it down, scale it back, and uh, it should be all right. Throw a little agave in there. Okay. Ah, what about your baking? They say, mm, as we know, um, sugar is used in our baking dishes, our baked dishes. And they said, instead of using the sugar, use the agave. So they say choose spices like cinnamon and nutmeg, and that way you have a nice, um pairing when you use the agave instead of sugar all right so there you have it those are some easy ways you can you know get your food sweetened without going through all of the um sugar things all right what else are we talking about here when it comes to our health, all right, they got the best food to avoid stress-triggered weight gain, okay, let's say that again, these are the best foods to avoid stress-triggered weight gain, okay, so you know, listen, you know what they're talking about, they're talking about those of us who eat under pressure, are stress eaters? Yeah, that's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about. Okay. Awesome. So um, they say fruit. All right, eat fruit to avoid stress triggered weight gain. Instead of getting you know the chips and all that kind of stuff, they say go grab that fruit. They say that. Uh, When you eat the fruit, of course, it helps to fill you up. And it has a great source of fiber. And it is a satiating nutrient um, that comes in the fruit. And it's low calorie. So definitely better. Number two, vegetables. You get those veggies on that plate. Again, they're talking about the fiber content, which helps you feel much fuller, longer. It'll keep you from overeating. And uh, they say it's good bacteria in your gut. Okay? And guess what? They say it leads to better mental health. Wow. Okay? So you won't need one of them beds that Governor Hochul is uh. (laughs) is about to, you know, make available. Three, whole grains. Okay. Now they're talking about oats, brown rice, quinoa, whole grain bread, and, you know, some other stuff. They say this fiber is also known as a prebiotic. And supplements of this nutrient have been found to reduce stress Response within the body. So you got, you know, two bangs for your buck here because we're talking about what to eat, you know, to avoid that stress eating of the wrong food. And this will help to reduce the stress response within the body. And they say with two beneficial forms of fiber found in whole grains, they have a layered benefit when it comes to reduced stress-related weight gain. And that's the easy way of saying what I just said. That was the the more, you know, uh, refined way of saying what I just said. All righty. Number four, legumes. Get them beans and them peas out. All righty. Another, another great fiber food, beans and lentils. And uh, they have great fiber benefits, and that includes digestive, regularity, and prebiotic function. And they say while these foods may not be as easy to eat in a pinch compared to like fruits and vegetables and, you know, whole grain, they say they can be incorporated into your diet in many different ways. You can throw them into your soups. You can throw them into your salads. And uh, get that great, you know, uh, effect. They say you can also mash them into a spread and smear them on your toast or dip your vegetables in it. Well, that's a new one. That's a new one. All right. Yogurt. Yogurt. All righty. So, they're saying another good gut food, probiotics this time. Oh, uh, get that yogurt. And uh, they're saying because stress can impact your mental health, it's important to choose foods that can support your mental and physical well-being during periods of high stress. Okay, so although yogurt can't, you know, reduce the cortisol levels, the probiotic in the yogurt may be able to improve your mood and lower stress and anxiety levels. Okay? And ultimately, these improvements could result in your less weight gain. All right? Keeping notes. Keep a note. All right. Got a couple more. Got a couple more. All right. Fish. Fish. They say any form of fish is excellent um, as a source of protein. And, again, we always talk about that healthy omega-3 from salmon and tuna. Uh, Those are at the top of the list. They say, in addition... Omega-3 fat appears to improve mental health. And uh, while the unique fat found in fish can aid in stress and mental health, the protein it contains can also improve satiety. I'm sorry. That means helps you feel full. Um, they say which could affect your overeating. And subsequently help with your weight gain. Okay. So, oh, only had one more. All right. That was six. If you want to try to keep from eating, you know, or you want to try to eat stress free, or if you want to eat while you're stressed, they say pick up these foods: fruit, vegetables, whole grains. legumes, that's your beans and your uh, peas, yogurt, and finally fish, all right? So, come on, come on, we ain't got to be fat, we ain't got to be fat. (laughs) What are we talking about today in our list? Mm. Okay, I want to bring that one on later, because, man, when I read this particular story, I was hot last night, so before I get hot too early, Let's talk about some other stuff. Hmm. Now here's an interesting story. <clears throat> they say that a couple of girls were found, and they were under age, found in an Alabama motel room. Now there was a phone call to the authorities and uh, the phone call alerted the police department that two young girls were being taken or had been taken to a hotel room. And when they got there, they found that. <clears throat> Well, Okay, so here, more, more, more direct. They say that the sheriff's office was notified that an underage relative might be meeting a man at the motel. And when they got there, they found two underage females, and they were in two separate rooms. They were both with older men. And they found that one of the little girls... One of the little... Yeah, I won't say little girls. I will to say little girls. One of the girls was... Found to have been dropped off by a parent. The, the parent drove the girl to the motel. The parent rented the room. And then the parent left the child unattended at some point. Now... The per, you know, the one person dropped off both, but one of the children was actually their child. Now you then left these children in a room with a man. You then paid for the hotel the motel room.
0: <sighs>
2: so they say they wanna do a little more investigating to find out exactly what was the point of the parent leaving the child there. The parent has been arrested as well and charged with endangering the welfare of a child. And uh, they were able to also <clears throat> arrest the men because they both had warrants. Oh. So you want to do some investigating to find out why the kids were there? Well, I guess they want to do some investigating to find out what the people are going to say, what the girls are going to say, what the camera going to say, what the men going to say, but we all know why they were left there. And when you got there, two men were in the room, one in each room. Now, oh, Lord. Didn't I just say a little while ago, these children need mental... um Mental health uh, assistance because of the parents.
0: Yeah,
2: you can't, you can't even get out of the way of the parents. Who you know? So you prostituting your kids. Let's just call it what it is. That's the bottom line. You're prostituting your children. Oh, what else are we talking about today? Because I, I, I'm going to hold on to this last story because this has something to do with what we talked about yesterday. Uh, what else are we talking about here today? Mm. Uh, okay, you know what? Didn't I say what happened to Grandma a couple of weeks ago? I asked, what happened to Grandma? Well, out in Florida, you had this Grandma. Now, let me make sure I got this right. Grandma is 44. Grandma takes the baby and she goes to visit, must be one of her kids, she goes to visit her son or her daughter in jail. But grandma didn't only take the child, grandma took they say approximately two pounds of cocaine and heroin was her and the baby to the jail. Now, they say that when Grandma got there, they just did a routine check. Nothing detailed, nothing over the top. So grandma can't complain that, you know, they did this or they did that to her. No, they just did a routine check. And they found that grandma had 100 grams of cocaine and heroin or one of each. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's what happened. They on her person... They found a hundred grams, a hundred grams of cocaine and heroin. When they checked her car, they found that she had six hundred and eighty-seven point seven grams of heroin and cocaine. And uh, they busted her butt. So she's been charged with trap. Now let's t- check this out. Didn't I tell you they always gonna drop some new stuff? Trafficking heroin, trafficking cocaine, introduction of contraband into a correctional facility, child abuse and neglect, and possession of drug paraphernalia, and she's being held without bond. Now this is interesting, how they holding her without bond, but the killers, murderers, can walk around and they have all the freedom. They need after they let them go, but Grandma, forty-four years old, ah, uh, they holding her, but she ain't. They they not giving her no bars. Now they're tr- they're trying to figure. Well, why would you take the baby? Because the baby throws them off. They not thinking. <laughs> excuse me. They not thinking that <clears throat> Grandma got the baby and some hope, um, some hope, <laughs> some cocaine and heroin. Yep, you know, she's figuring all day oh, look how cute the baby is. Nah. They went and searched and found that she had this kind and this much and that gave them the ability to, you know, see, here's the thing. They may not have been able to check the car. May not, may not, may not have been able to check the car because she was found in the facility. Once she had that baby, that did it. they checking everything because they want to know what kind of conditions this baby has been in in your care. So you stupid. Should have went by yourself and when you got caught, you got caught. Because then you at least wouldn't have had to deal with the you know, the endangering of the welfare of a child. Yeah. But I tell you, oh, you never know. You never know. You never know. All right. So remember a couple of weeks ago, I said to you, I said, when you look up, they are going to ban us from carrying certain foods or any food at all or They're going to change this TSA thing. Well, check this out. So they they were running this woman's uh, luggage, carry-on, carry-on. Let's be more specific. They were running her carry-on through the mag. And lo and behold, they saw something that they had not, anticipated scene. well you got a four foot boa constrictor that she was trying to take on the plane now we're not talking about she had this in her luggage that was going to go you know on the bottom of the plane no home girl had this in her carry on and See, here's the thing about the boa constrictors. They are non-venomous, but they kill their prey by squeezing them in their strong
0: coils.
2: Now, they're trying to figure out why in the world are you, carrying a boa constrictor, on the plane with you. Now, she ain't give up no answers. But uh again, maybe this is one of those people who need one of them beds that uh Governor Holka is making available. That's what y'all gonna hear me say from now on. Gonna need one of them beds <clears throat> because there's no in the world no way in the world. You know, and see, you always become extra suspect when you do stuff like this, because why? If you why are you traveling with a ball constrictor to do what? Open up your bag. But my thing is, okay, you really don't think they're gonna see this through the mag? If they found the peanut butter through the um, I'm um, sorry, the broken down gun through the peanut butter. You don't think they're going to see your boa constrictor? And, and they're going to move? I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, they said that they have had a rush of this behavior because they said about Thanksgiving time, out at JFK, they found a cat in a carry-on and uh the, the person who had the cat said it wasn't his, but it was it was in his, it was from his household and uh they then found a small um a small um dog stuffed into a carry at a Wisconsin airport, and they're saying, listen, people, take the animal out of your bag, out of the carrier, then send it to the mag, and uh, they say, you know, if you want to carry some small animals, you know, make sure you consult with TSA and find out. You know what's doable? And you can either call them or check on the um the because that's how I found out you can take food. Yeah. So come on. Don't do the don't do the animals like that. Don't do the animals like that. Be good. Be good. All right. Let me see. Hmm. One more story, and then the story that I've been uh, holding on to. Let's see. Uh, Which one are we going to talk about today? Uh, Well, okay, let's go with this one. Now, you got this librarian in the school, all right? Now, librarians tend to be little quiet people, you know, because they help keep the library quiet, right? They can't have no loud person keeping the library quiet. So they always get these, you know, nice, soft, quiet, spoken people. Well, this high school librarian was far from being quiet, or she was quiet in a certain way. We have Casey Davenport turned herself into the sheriff's office, and she's now been charged with five counts of sexual acts with a student, indecent liberties with a minor, disseminating material harmful to a minor, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So, homegirl was doing the do with the kids. And then she would send them nude photographs. And they were like, well, what's your problem? Because that's what ultimately got her messed up. They had no idea she was sexually assaulting these students. And uh, afterwards, she would send nude, photo, nude photos to a student. And it got too hot. And, um, you know, that's what happened. She ended up turning herself in. And, you know, the place that they go, school, home, home, school, school, home, home, school. They're not safe at home. The kids are not safe in school. I, I can't. I don't understand these people. You know, you have so many freaks in this world who would give it up for free. You ain't got to pay them. You ain't even got to really know them. All you got to do is meet somebody. That's what bar lounge, wherever you go. And you can pick up anybody you want to. Why are you bothering these children? I don't get it. Leave the kids alone. And you're making it worse and worse and worse. Uh, okay. Here we go, y'all. I'm about to talk about this uh, story that almost made my head explode last night. I was so annoyed. All right. So out in Haiti, they are going buck wild at the immigration Department. And we're talking about Port-au-Prince. So they're seeing hundreds of Haitians are flocking daily to the immigration and there's only one immigration office um, because they want to get the opportunity to live legally in the United States under the new immigration plan. Now here's what I want to tell you, so hold on to your seat. The crowd was swelled ever since United States President Joe Biden announced on Thursday the 5th that the United States will accept 30,000 people
0: a month
2: from Haiti, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela. Those who are selected will be entitled to work for two years if they have eligible sponsors and pass background checks. Have you lost your mind? This is why we're dealing with all of this craziness with the asylum seekers. They say that those who are selected also will need a passport to travel and that's why the immigration office is loaded. And one of the ladies said, I'm here to leave Haiti, but I don't want to risk my life via a boat. Now, she's talking about the fact that, you know, quite a few of the Haitians tried to come over here. they on the boat, but, you know, they ended up dying um, in route here. And she's saying that um, it would be nice to leave with my two kids, again, another one coming with some children, for them to have a future. But I'm not willing to take the risk of them dying along the way. So hundreds um, are pressing their way, thousands are pressing their way
1: each day
2: to this immigration office. Is that my name? Is that my name? they're, They're hungry to come over here. One guy, he's 25, said he was there waiting to pick up his passport. He had previously worked in Dominican Republic as a janitor at a hotel, but when the contract was up and his passport expired, They forced him back to Haiti. And now he's unemployed. And they're concerned because they're saying, and we've done the story, they're saying Haiti's under siege by the gang, um, which is at 60% in Port-au-Prince. And they're like, life is so difficult here. Um, Excuse me. And, you know, The same guy is saying, you know, hey, if I get over there, meaning over here, they're saying that I plan to remain there after that two years' expiration. There's no way I'm coming back. I know, listen, listen, this is the mentality. I know that immigrants are the ones who built America America is always going to need immigrants. Yeah, you heard me right. You heard me right. You heard me right. right. I'm so done. I... I thought my eyeballs were going to pop out of my head last night. I thought my eyeballs were going to pop out of my head last night. (sighs) This is the way they leave their country. They come over here to the land of opportunity. 30,000 people a month thirty thousand people a month from Haiti Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela, and all they need is a work visa that they're gonna get a sponsor here in the United States. And pass a background check. Now we know they're not as savvy as the Americans when it comes to you know like paperwork and stuff. But you ain't gonna tell me that a couple of them uh, people their their background checks are not gonna be thorough to say that you don't become a criminal once you get here. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta talk to my do time crew. Because my head is spinning Good morning, Tamika Good morning, Pastor Steph How are you? I don't know yet (laughs) How are you is the question I was well before the story now I'm not so sure.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, so we're gonna start on the lighter side of life. Uh, we're gonna talk about this girl found these two girls found in the um the hotel room where they uh somebody tipped them off that a younger relative, the cops, the sheriff's office that Um, A younger relative was being dropped off at a motel room. And when they went, they found in two separate rooms, two girls, they were underage, two girls found separately in rooms with men. And one of the young ladies, her parent had dropped her off, drove her there, The parent paid for the hotel room and the parent left her with the man in the room. And they want to do an investigation to find out more details. Or you could talk about grandma who went to the jail and didn't only take the grandbaby but took 100 grams of heroin and cocaine which one you want i'm going with 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 the little girls um anybody that knows me knows i love children and you know what is there to think about you know you got grown men in the room with a little girl and just because nothing happened just just the whole concept, You left your child and somebody else's child in a room by themselves, even if they didn't have them in there. What in the world are you thinking? You know, everybody, anybody with a brain can can figure out what's happening here, you know but I, and I get it you you got you to follow the details and you know maybe ask the young ladies what they were doing, you know, because nobody's really aware of what's happening in that room. But I mean, come on, really think about it. You know, little girl, grown man, room. That's that's all you need. You don't really need too much more. But well, if you if you've got to investigate, go right ahead.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Now, uh, the little old librarian. Uh, librarians ain't librarians no more, girl. Who had uh who's charged with mm, sexual acts with a student indecent liberties with a minor disseminating material harmful to a minor and contributing to the delinquency of a minor is that enough <laughs> uh and You know, I guess I don't even know what made her turn herself in. You know, were you getting texts all times of the day and hour by these young people? Because once you open them up, you know, for for a young male, he might think that, you know, that's a good opening, not realizing that you're being manipulated, you know. And um, it's a sad thing because he may not realize that he's being manipulated until he's older you know oh she, she you know i thought it was fun no it's not fun you know and my thing is you know there's always been that i don't know you know this thread of this ideal that the librarian is you know freaky you know there's always been that that talk you know but but no i've heard it you know i've heard it you know and even really? in some some men's minds you know um that is a fantasy you know to be with a librarian wow. but I'm gonna be honest, and I'm You're not out. picking, but all the librarians that I've seen, <laughs> they don't look like anybody you want to wanna engage in. I'm sorry, you know, just the ones I've seen. I'm uh-huh. sure there's some pretty librarians somewhere, uh, but you know that that is a really, really sad thing. I mean, you know, my thing is today is just you can't take them to church, you can't take them to work, you can't take them to school. Now you can't take them to the library. You know, you, you, can't, you, you, you can't even let them sit with the lunch lady now. You, I feel like, you know, you got to have your child tethered to you 24 hours a day. You know, the only way that it's safe is that you have to have a same mind as a parent, because we're just looking at a parent who took their own child to a hotel. So you have to have a right frame of mind, or somebody has to have a right frame of mind, auntie, uncle, cousin, somebody. Um, and and you know I, I've often whenever it becomes you know, you gotta pray you know you really it is so important you know I don't say this out of out of jest or joke it is crucial learn how to pray learn how to pray for yourself learn how to pray for your children and teach your children how to pray absolutely absolutely we talk about that all the time because they have to you know, be guarded as well. And, you know, when you learn to pray for yourself, it just increases. It just increases. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I just had one more thought. I, I'm just thinking oh, okay. of the, the – the here. I left my child in your care, and you decided to take my child to a hotel. You know, we're not even thinking about the other individual. You know, was it consensual? For that person? You know, did you release right. your child to cousin cousin Rufus and cousin Rufus decided that this was a bright <laughs> idea?
3: Uh, just just the thought. <laughs> no
2: I sure hope you enjoyed our music interlude. Ha, <laughs> ha. Ooh, baby. Well, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And, uh, you know, I was as I was saying, and was so rudely interrupted. Okay, so my thought as um, Tamika um, was, you know, taught, uh, uh, I agreed with her. Because earlier when I was giving the story, I was like, nah, these two parents got together and they are—they uh, decided one was going to do the deed because maybe one was too chicken to do the deed. Well, thank you again for joining us, Tamika. Let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Our con- uh, what are our conspirators? Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. <laughs> good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Thank you. How are you this morning?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm
2: good. I'm good. Laughing at you. <laughs> no. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, man. All right, Pastor Charlie, you have either the girls that were found in the room, a hotel room, or you've got grandma who took the grandbaby and the cocaine and heroin to the prison. Which one are you talking about today? I'm going with Grandma since she did the babies. I'm going to go yeah. with Grandma. First thought I had was, who Grandma is this? <laughs> 44. Oh, grandma my, 44, Pastor Charlotte. See? And she ain't even a good drug dealer. She don't even know what to do. See? <laughs> 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 that was my first thought. So now you. Take the baby. Did they say, is this a little baby, or is this a, or does it say? They said, hold on, hold on, hold on. They never said, oh, oh, honey, the infant grandchild. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. See, that was my thought because of the fact that if she had it on her, Did she have some on the baby, too, in the blanket? You know, because they know how to, well, sew it up in there. (laughs) I just might as well go all the way. Sew it up in there as well. And just like you said, everybody is looking at the baby so she would think that they would not steal. But to have that amount and to also to have it in your car. So were you planning on staying? Because you should have thought that you was going to get caught. Or was the person who normally doing the check in. See? <laughs> was, oh, yeah, yeah. There goes the conspiracy. <laughs> Maybe she <laughs> had to go to the bathroom. Anyway, exactly. you got there a little too soon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or they called that person to do something else at that time. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because I thought about you that with Pastor dollars, <laughs> That's why I was laughing when I said I'm laughing at you <laughs> because I you're right about that one because <laughs> Cause my thought was mm-hmm, because you know you're going to have to hit off everybody to get all of that through because this ain't your first time coming in so you are oh, made no. friends, Grandma. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. What? No?
1: No, no I don't agree.
2: Don't... This ain't your first time. Oh. This ain't your first time at mm. this. This is so not you your first rodeo. About... I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So she done made some friends and she decided that, you know, you give me a little something, I give you this and you keep the rest that what you make. And it just so happened that that person at that time just wasn't there. <laughs> Yeah, because they said this was a regular routine check. This wasn't no extra. This was no mm-hmm. extra. Yeah, no extra. Mm-mm-mm, Pastor Charlotte. I don't know. Well, what about the librarian, Pastor Charlene? You know, uh, uh, Tamika said, you know, she, uh, you know, looked at the librarian the last time. They don't look like somebody, but this is a kid. You never know. They think of librarians a little more than others think of librarians. Librarians. Right, because they come into the library, right? And their parents might not be paying attention to them. And that's how a lot of people get sucked in because you're getting something from somebody else that you're you're hungry for. So these kids could be coming in, getting dropped off or going. On their own, whichever way, and this is something that they do all the time. So this librarian, she's nice. She's talking to them, and they know they pray. They know because you don't have a conversation with them. So they know mm-hmm. who who's a good victim and who's not.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how they normally
2: get them. And then you got that child that's probably alone right it's not a group of them it could be one that's alone and they constantly keep going so that's that's a possibility as well so now you're able to you know go from one stage to the next because that's what they do they become your friend they bring you stuff and oh i was thinking about you oh you should read this book you know like you really interested in them and before you know it mm-hmm. they got you Absolutely, and the fact that this is, now keep in mind, this is a high school librarian and a student, so she has access to the student, you know, all the time, and like you said, somebody giving you attention in a certain way that, you know, you haven't gotten attention before, yeah, it becomes real easy for that person, that kid to be your prey, you're right, absolutely right, Uh-uh-uh. All right, Pastor Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let's say good morning to Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor K.L.
3: Good morning, Pastor
2: Steph, how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there in the sunny land of Alabama?
3: Oh, man, just peachy. (laughs) All
2: right, Pastor K.L.,
3: We have
2: two girls found in the hotel room, motel room with the men, one being dropped off by the parent, paid for the hotel room, parent paid for the hotel room, and parent left the child with or the children with the men. Or you've got grandma, 44, who are, went to the prison with the grandbaby and a load of drugs. Which one are you talking about this morning?
3: I'm talking about the pimping parents. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think, you know, it, it, was, it was a business for the parents. You know, the parents just used the children uh, to make their money. And I, I think that's a disgrace. I mean, first of all, who drives their child to a motel and pay for the motel and say stay there, and I'll come pick you pick you back up. You know that that <laughs> that that parent needs to go to jail forever. You know, in the welfare child. That that I mean, that, that's that's a clear shot right there. Clear shot. I just don't don't understand it, but it was a creeping parent.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. We all agree with you. All right, Pastor Kale. So. You're a young man in high school. The librarian approaches you. Y'all begin to have a pay-to-pay. They have five counts of sexual acts with a student. So that's saying like five times she must have, you know, been with him. Um, They're charging her with five counts of sexual acts with a student indecent liberties with a minor, disseminating material harmful to a minor because she was sending him nude photos, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Now, you know, Pastor Charlie just got finished talking, and maybe Tamika just got finished talking, and you're a male, and, you know, the high school librarian approaches you. Do you even really care what the librarian looks like
3: no, not at all. I mean, it could have been Miss Crabtree. You know, I mean, somebody's gonna be attention. You know, I it, it, it doesn't. You know, at, at that age at that, that point, you know, you you, you think she's the stuff. Oh, she interested in me. You know, it, it don't matter what she looks like. It really, really don't. Now, if she looks good with a ponytail, you know, because that, that, that's that's they, they the image they give—the ponytail and the glasses you know, most librarians on TV has that ponytail and glasses you know then that's a, not even better look you know but it, it really don't matter not, not to no young Wow, well,
2: well I didn't think it did but I wanted to hear it <laughs> from the mail Mm-mm-mm. all right what you know what do you think should happen to her in your opinion
3: yeah I, I think she should definitely go to jail I mean she, she needed that rape I mean, that, 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 that's right. Definitely, I mean she definitely gonna lose her job, but she definitely should go to jail and spend some time to think about
2: it. Maybe she can hook up with the librarian there. <laughs>
3: Ooh, oh,
2: over right. some books. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> I don't know what these people think about. You know when you you have you know you have people you have people's children in your care no nowhere in the world. This should be, you know, some some somebody's enticing you, or you are you are enticing someone's child. This is this is just sickness. This is just sickness. And, and like I said earlier, you can't send you, you, your kids. Kids ain't safe at home, and then when they get out and they escape to the school, they ain't safe there. It's like good lord. It, there is a war on the child now. These kids have no, they have very little uh, safety around them. Very little safety around them. So it is so important that we pray for our children. All right. Here we have it. I'm going to go over this story a little bit because Brother Al just joined us. So out in Haiti, hundreds of patients are flocking daily. This is sole immigration office in Port-au-Prince because they want to know whether their name is being called, and they're hoping to get an opportunity to live legally in the U.S. under the new immigration plan. They say the crowd has swelled ever since U.S. President Joe Biden announced on the 5th that the U.S. will accept 30,000 people a month from Haiti, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela. And those who are selected will be entitled to work for two years if they have eligible sponsors and pass background checks. And they need to have a passport to travel so this is another reason why they are flocking this sole immigration office. You have a 30-year-old teacher who's trying to get her and her kids up out of the she so says she doesn't want to go the boat route because she doesn't want them dead as other um, immigrants have tried to come over on the boat and they were not successful and they died. You have another um, young man he um, he's waiting to get his passport and you know, he initially worked or at one point had worked at the Dominican Republic as a janitor and when the contract was up and his passport expired, he was forced to go back to Haiti where he was now unemployed. And he was saying that Haiti was undeceived against the gang. And uh, life is so difficult. And this point he says, if it works for him, Atlanta, here I come. And he says he plans on staying after the two years have expired. All right, Lady Tameka, I'm gonna give you first dibs with this one. What you no, you know what? Hold on. Where's Brother Al? Let's say good
1: morning to Brother Al. Good morning, Al Good morning, good morning.
0: How are you? I am well, oh yeah.
1: Hello? Oh, I thought I lost you. Okay, now I'm here, you hear me?
0: I can hear you I-
2: so how are you?
1: I'm doing, I'm doing good. You know, out here in the rain, making sure these kids get in school. But I'm not, I'm blessed, doing well.
2: All righty. So you've heard the new, the, the new Biden immigration plan. Oh, you've heard the mentality of some of the people that's coming over here. What's your thought?
1: Uh, you know, it, it, it's just crazy, and it and it irritates me. You know, like I said, I don't I don't um, mind helping people. You should help people, but take care of home first. You getting all these people coming in, and you know they you breaking your neck to help them, make sure they're good, but you're not making sure the people here are good. You know, I, I, I was just saying that the other day uh, 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 about your mayor. I was just saying how are you Paul, You know what I'm saying? These immigrants come into Texas, and they ship them all the way to New York, and you just accept them. You don't say nothing. You're breaking your leg to get housed, or yet and still, there's people on the street starving, ain't got nowhere to go, and you don't even attempt to try to help them. Yeah, I, I think it's just disgusting, really. All
2: righty. Uh, Lady Tamika, what's your thought? This goes back to literally right on top of yesterday's um, yep. conversation. We, we have no problem helping anyone, you know. <clears throat> That's what we do. However, you know, you're not really the, – the, the sad part about it is we've had vacant buildings, abandoned buildings that have been, broke, you know, uh, abandoned for years. You have uh, people because they have nothing else. You know, they'll find a way to crawl into a building or they're outside literally in the street. There's a a particular spot that I'm very familiar with um, that they literally huddle in, you know, together, you know, for warmth. You know, some of them have blankets, some of them have coats, but they're outside on the street and they've been there for years. You know, um, I was watching the news this morning and they are giving free bikes to asylum seekers. You know, wait wait a minute. I've been living on this street for I don't know how long. Where's my bike? You know, um, where is my you know access to this? And where's my? I'm just saying, you know, realistically, you know, I, I I've been you know there's there's a person that I know has been living in this place in this area for at least a decade. now I don't, I don't think she she or he's gonna get a, a, a new bike. You know, I'm gonna get a shiny new bike. You know, and there's just it, it 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 cautions me. You know because. You just said you didn't have enough room. Where are we putting thirty thousand people? Not not like a year. I mean, in that time frame. So you know, United, the United States has been yes, yeah, a a melting pot. However, you know, the more people that we bring in, you know, where are we going to put them? You got people going to Randall's Island, which. Basically, it's just kind of like a hole. It's not really, you know, a place that, um, you know, oh, well, let's go to Randall. The, the, the last thing on people's mind is to go to Randall's Island, you know, and, you know, where else are you going to put them? You're not doing you're not fixing up buildings. You know, there's a building that I know could have been could have been fixed years ago for the access of individuals that live out on the street. What are you doing to try and help these people? And, and, and here we go. You know, it's, uh, this is one of those instances again, where I feel like they're putting the cart before the horse. you got them over here or you get them in the process of getting them over here. Now, what plan have you put into effect? You know, I, I honestly feel like, okay, you get like just, just before you got these people here, and instead of having a venue for them to live, you put them in a shelter. You know, who, whose idea is that? You, Your whole idea, most people that don't live in the United States of America have this, you know, a pie in the eye, you know, eye in the pie type of mentality. Oh, I'm going to get over here, and it's going to be so much better. You came from where you went to move to a shelter. So, you know, my heart goes out to these people because – It's so bad there that I would be willing to come here. You know, and then when I get here I'll just figure it out as I get here, you know, and and that's difficult. You know, I just I I just wish that we had a bigger better plan, a step one, a step two. After you get step two, you know, if step two doesn't work and if or if this doesn't work, work with something else. And I honestly don't believe that they have that in place. No, I don't I don't think so either. How in the world could you have something in place, Tamika, when we don't even when we're not settled? That's right there to tell you we they ain't got nothing in place. It wasn't like, you know, you sent out this memorandum that a homelessness has been conquered. Everybody has a place to live. We've modified the Medicaid program. We've modified the food stamp program that nobody is hungry. Everyone has health coverage. Blah blah blah. Now that we've settled, we can now help outsiders. Thirty thousand people a month. Pastor Charlotte, who is coming over here with their hands empty, have they lost their minds? Absolutely, absolutely. I said def- the first thing I said I thought of was. We all are agreeing. We have not taken care of home. There are so many of the Haitians that are here that get them the papers that they need. Help them. You know, a lot of them have businesses, but still on the run per se, right? Because they don't have legal papers, right? So get right. Them. then you have all these other people, right? And and one thing about everybody else's nationality. They'll put 25 people in a one-bedroom apartment, right? They'll help each other. But it's coming. If you're going to bring over 30000 a month, we're, we're not going to be able to walk the street because there's going to be so many people that's on the street. It's right now, when you walk down some blocks, you can't even get through. You got to come off the curb. To come in the street to come around them because they set up tent. In every corner of every building. So and then by a certain time the um people will come out and not the cops, it's somebody else, that they come out and they have them to move because either the store's about to open or, you know, whatever they own. Because they have like some of the blocks they have those little heating things that come out the street. So Come I mean, here, yeah, come out. Yeah, come out. And so they're all right there. So if you want to have 30,000 more on top of what's already here, plus on top of the other buses that's coming in, plus on top of whoever else that you, these are what we know. We don't know what they got in the cut that we don't know about. How about that? So we are walking on top of each other. And now it's becoming to where that if you have a dollar, five people want to fight you for that dollar because that's how bad we're getting. That's how bad we're getting. And it's not going to be safe. We think these, the things that we're hearing now are not safe. What's going to happen? How many more people are going to be on the train? You're not going to be able to ride the train. You're not going to be able to ride the bus because a lot of them are on the bus just riding. So we're
0: just
2: I'm the to that I see. <laughs> I'll see him moving to Canada. <laughs> Don't worry, they're coming over there too. You watch. <laughs> well, you know, well, I'm take a trip for me. You, you're bringing up, exactly. you know, you're bringing up a lot of valid points about even just, even if we could house everybody, how are we all gonna fit? And again, the school, oh, my Jesus, the schools, um, going to the doctor, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, just thinking uh-huh. of the overcrowded issue that we are all, oh, my God, 30,000 people a month.
1: And Pastor Steph, past I want to I wanna intervene one quick second. I'm sorry, I want to intervene one quick second. And not only that, you you see it in the schools because I see it in the schools. So what happens when you got this person comes over, and they got children, these children don't speak a lick of English, and we have to accept them. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching kids, and they're sitting there, and they don't understand what we're saying, and we don't understand what they're saying, so they just. Sitting there, and that's and so so what what do you accomplish? We basically becoming a, a babysitting service there because we can't right. turn them away if they live in that area and that's their zone school. They are putting them in that zone, even if it's not their zone school. They say, okay, these kids got to be in school. But I'm sitting here looking at this kid. He don't understand what I'm saying, and I don't understand what he says. So I got to kind of do sign language to ask him he wants something to eat or or you huh. know or. Figure out a way to ask him. Do you need to go to the bathroom? You know, so he's sitting there, and all these kids wow. talking English, and he, it's like he's in another world. He don't know what's going on. So he's sitting there, and he's coming quiet. They, they just looking to get the kids in the school, but you don't realize now you're making this kid depressed because he, you got this little kid sitting there around these strangers, a different language. He don't know what's going on. He just sits there to the end of the day, until, his, you know, they give him a toy or something to, to get his attention. He sits there to the end of the day until mom or dad come pick him up. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what they're thinking.
2: Wow, wow, wow. Good point. Good point, Brother Al. And to add to that, think about the hindrance of teaching. Is the teacher really going to be able to teach? And and, and the children here are already struggling, and now you've got an additional struggle because, She's trying to communicate, and that slows down the learning process. Uh, Pastor KL, we're talking about the mentally ill. They're trying to now figure out, um, you know, a, a, a nice plan for the mentally ill here in the United in, in New York. So now you have the specification of you only have to have a passport. A background check has to be done, and you have to have a sponsor. How many more mentally ill individuals are we going to be and uh, allowing to come into our country? Are you talking to the mute button, Pastor K.L.
3: Yes. Um, yeah, we talked about this a couple of days ago. We have enough mentally ill people here. You know, listen. There's, there's days when my job get on my nerve, and I'm mentally ill. <laughs> I mentally, I mentally spent. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I can fit into the parameters of being mentally ill. So there's, there's enough issues that we have here. You know, I heard Tamika say. You know, I reiterated like that this, this is, you know, the melting pot. Well, how many people we melt? Because when when, 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 when you melt, you, you know, you compress. You know, to get more people in. But, but we're not melting. You know, we're, we're, we're blaming in, But how many people can we melt and put up in here? It's like the circus when you see 20 clowns come out of a car. You know, how long can, can, can we do this and be, one, mentally stable, uh, two, physically stable, you know, spiritually stable? You know when you got all these people in your space, you know what I mean. We talking about six feet. We can't get six feet no more, because everybody is within the parameters of your space. So that right there does something to your psyche. You know that 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 does something to, to your mental growth. Listen, we got enough homeless people here. We got enough unstable people here. Listen, you try being a single parent. That makes you unstable sometimes. That that brings you to mental turmoil sometimes. We're not fixing what we have here. But yet we're trying to fix the the, the the rest of the world? No, ministry begins at home. Fix home first. And then let's see what we can do abroad. Now, I, I think we got this thing backwards. We're gonna save them. First of all they're coming, they're getting all of our jobs. You know, because you know they're desperate, which means that they're gonna work harder than us, you know, which which is no fault, fault to them. However, you know we still on unemployment because we can't find a job. You know, they won't help us with, with housing, but they're going to help you with housing. So it's okay for me to live in a rat-infested place while they don't give you cushion. No, Liz, I, I think we have a backup. We really have a backup.
2: I, I said this yesterday, and I said even more today. Oh, you would have worked out some kind of deal if you willing to take. 30,000 people a month. You done worked out some stuff with these countries. Ain't no way. To, what do they have to offer us that literally we're going to run out of space? Like I said, forget about the basic homelessness and all of these kinds, you know, those, we don't, you can't create more ground. A block is only but so long. What's going to happen? You know, Pastor Charlene brought up, well, well, they're going to start putting 25 people in an apartment. Um, uh, Pastor KL said, you know, it's going to look like a clown car where 25 people are coming, 25 clowns are getting out of one car. Didn't they just have one of the problems in the Bronx with that huge fire was because they were all kind of living up in there? And 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 that's when the, the 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 blanket caught on fire. How many times have we heard of um, of the situation where there's been some overcrowding? Are you going to be able to vet these people medically? Oh my goodness, um, Tamika, what happens with the medical situation? We're gonna be sick. All we're never gonna be able to get well. Um, not only that, there's just so many different dynamics they're not looking at. You know, you coming from any place. Let's just put it: if I was going to another country, you know, there are things here that we are exposed to that we're used to. Because it's just, this is New York, you know, or, or this is the United States. If I decide to move to another country, I'm bringing some form of, you know, whatever from my country. And I'm not picking on people, you know, it's just, it's just the nature of things, you know. And so then we're talking about health coverage. You know, how did you did you come up with a plan for health coverage? If, if you know, little somebody gets sick. How's he going to the doctor? You know, how how what type of coverage can they get? There's all kinds of complications. There's a whole lot of sticky stuff, you know, that's going on. And I said it yesterday, some perk. What is it that you're getting that trumps the the safety of individuals who have been living here all of their lives? You know, we already have a situation uh, within the last couple of years like we've never seen when it comes to mental illness when it just comes from, you know, safety. You know, you leave your home, there is no guarantee. I mean, we always thought that there's no guarantee that you're going to make it home. But now the pressure really is on. You know, um, I think of, and I'm not picking, again, on any specific, but I know of a area where um, certain immigrants um, have used um, to pickpocket. You know, if you go in that area, you better got to go with a friend. Because literally they're riding on bikes and they're taking items from people—your your purse, your wallet. You know, I was told that if I go in that area, don't carry a purse. You know, just just carry your jacket. And I, I'm always, you know, I I I don't care where I'm going. I'll go to the corner store. I'm carrying my purse. And so this is where we're coming. And and it's you know we already have a hard problem. The more people that you bring in. The more of a of, of, of a problem that you have, especially considering the fact that you haven't taken care of the problems that we already have, that already exist, and it makes me more and more concerned on a daily basis. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> what? What? You know, we, we we said yesterday. Okay, so these these places are poor. They you definitely couldn't pay us for taking their problems, their people. What hook could they possibly get in your brain for taking your people on a regular basis? How would the United States benefit from this? I've been trying to understand that myself. I'm with you. There's something. Sometimes, just like you said yesterday, sometimes it's not money, right? Sometimes it could be something totally different that we're not even thinking about um, to even just to say your name or, you know, something. My thought was that with this all being done, that what are you personally? Because to me, it don't seems like a group thing, like you know how a dollar for me, no a dollar for you, three for me, a dollar two dollars yeah. for you, five for me, right, so being saying that is where that is your pocket somehow getting greased in a, in a in a certain kind of way, you know, or do somebody have something on you? You know, because a lot of times we look, we can look at it one way, right, and it could be something totally different. So to bring for 30, I'm still on this, 30,000 people a month. When you was talking about um, health, you know, going to the hospital, just think, when we go to the doctors, like your appointment, oh, okay. just say your appointment is at 1, right? So okay. now okay. they've already put five people for 1 o'clock. So now they're coming. So now is it going to be 10 people for one o'clock and whoever get there first and you making us compete against each other in all these different areas? Because at the end of the day, it's like you making us. And let me say this first. Or in due time with Pastor Steph, we truly love everybody. We truly love everybody, right? But are you going to make us fight against each other for a spot to get to the doctor because they're going to close the, the hospital at a certain time and and everybody is lined up trying to get in just like you're doing with the school where it was already overcrowded in the classroom. Now you're adding more. That's a concern. But it makes me think of what are you actually getting for every person? What? Are you getting paid or something by the people? Cause we say, okay, so we say at our job, right? If you sitting at a desk and how many papers that you are moving, am I gonna get paid by every paper that I'm moving? No, you're gonna get paid by the hour. But you sound like y'all getting something for every person. A month? Thirty thousand?
0: Come
2: on. Mm-mm. Who's the smart Mm-mm. one? Do the math. 30,000 times a month, right? So 30, 12 times, because it's 12 months in a year. What are we going to be doing by the time December get here? Mm. Chow, chow. It's a pastor. No, it is. It is. It is. That's why it's like when I read it last night, I thought my brain was going to burst. I was like, what? Pastor KL, we're not talking about dollars here, not from countries like Haiti, but you're taking in their people per month. What could they possibly be exchanging for the people coming here?
3: You know, that's a good question. I mean, when you talk about 30,000 people a month, that's 360,000 a year. I mean, what... You have to be getting something of great value, something tangible, you know, to, to be able to do this. You know, so, so I'm I'm not sure what, what they're getting, but I'm sure that they're getting a good piece of the pie. Somebody pie. You know, Somebody somebody's pie is coming through well. You know, and, you know, again, whatever they're getting is benefiting them. It's not benefiting us. It's, right. it's not a benefit for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, that's a problem within itself. You know, so, yeah, it, it's a little rough.
2: <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Brother Al, can you think of anything that the people would be getting in exchange? The We are getting in exchange for taking, you know, these people's luggage. <laughs>
1: <For> these <individual laughs> you ones. know, is they're getting something. I, I can't put, you know, we can't put our finger on it, but they're getting something. They ain't doing this for no reason. You know, they, they never do anything for no reason. They are getting something in return for it. You know, I was laughing as I was listening, you know, to my people here. And, you know, you might have disliked Trump. You might have didn't like what he stands for. But if he was president, this wouldn't be happening. He not letting them come in. I'm telling you that for sure.
0: You Nobody. know what I saying?
1: but they—they are—they are getting something, and like I said, it irritates me that I sit back and you are gonna sit here and talk about you getting thirty thousand people a, a a month. So you know I ain't too good at my math, but you do twelve times thirty thousand. You know that's like three hundred sixty thousand people or something like that. That's just, that you are gonna get in a year. So, 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 as, as you was, as you were saying earlier, with with, with the medical and everything, oh, it's always easy how they gonna fix the medical. Us that's here that's working hard, they're gonna raise our medical. They're gonna raise our medical to help them pay for for them. Because as soon as they come in, like I said, I got a friend worked for public service. As soon as they come in, they send them there and they got no truck. They ain't got all the right paper, no nothing, and they make them uh, uh get them food stamps and everything and we here who need help oh they they send you through war oh I need your birth certificate, I need this I need your mother birth certificate I need your father, you know they put us through the ringer but they come in and she said she in there and they lined up, they come in they said their name, they barely speak English they ain't got all their paperwork but they have to approve them, That it's insane and they're getting something, we just don't know what, but they, they ain't doing this for nothing and it's benefiting them, not us
2: Absolutely, absolutely uh, My duke time crew Thank you so much for your Contribution into today's Conversation And we, uh, we pray you have a blessed day You too and sure I'm good? moving to the moon <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, All right now You know it's the top of a Thursday And uh we got to pray for them today. Let's say good morning to Shantese. Good morning, Shantese. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. That's good. That's good. All right, Shantese, well, what are we talking about today? Who who Who's going to be lifted in prayer today? Well, after that conversation, the White House needs to be lifted. But <laughs> today... <laughs> today for so pray for them we're going to pray for taraji T. henson everybody knows who taraji P. henson is she's been acting for years but she got her big break when she played in baby boy as yvette opposite tyrese she also played the iconic legendary role of cookie lion on empire opposite Terrence Power, hustle and flow with Terrence tower everybody knows taraji T. henson she is now not only an actress she is a businesswoman. She um, started a talk show, I believe, in 2020, um, where she speaks to a lot of other celebrities about mental illness how it, and so on and so forth. But I came across a clip of an interview she did with Angie Martinez. Angie Martinez now has a new podcast called In Real Life. And she was sitting with um, Angie Martinez saying some stuff, like the clip that they showed and the clip that I saw made me want to watch the entire interview, so I felt like we really needed to play for her because she was very candid, very transparent on where she is right now in her life, and she is planning on taking a whole month off and going to Bali for a month by herself she said not with her child not with her friends not anyone just by herself because she feels like she has to fight for her joy because especially with social media it's like every morning she has to wake up and fight for it I'm gonna really try I'm gonna really condense this because the notes I had to take I said okay I thought I had enough but she's been having issues with sleeping because her mind just won't rest. She's very self-conscious, especially when she does interviews. And she said even though her Martinez has a really good friendship, she'll still go to bed. And she, said she can guarantee she'll go to bed and wake up like, did I say anything to offend her? Did I do this? Did I do that? You know, pretty much like, how did I look? And, you know, she says that she sees a lot of residual effects from the roles that she chooses to play. And a lot of that has to do with you know how she she's looked at, you know, and she kept saying, "I'm no hero, I'm no hero." You know, we, I have my challenges like everyone else, but she chooses the roles that she feels need to be highlighted, so that others can now see how they may need to change themselves, how they may need to treat others. So, so for instance, her role in Hustle and Flow with Terence Howard, she played a she played a whore, a prostitute, and she said. You know, it would be easy for people to say, oh, you know, she just played that type of, you know, person. But she's like, how can I help someone to empathize with not just the prostitute, but the woman, like her situation? Why did she become the prostitute? You know, the same thing with Cookie Lyon. You know, she's like, so if someone was to see a woman just speak, you know, real bold and candid and loud and real snappy, they may think oh, well, that reminds me of Cookie Lion, a woman who had to to fight for this all her life, and she had to be that bold, aggressive person in order to make her mark in her family and in her world and even with herself. And she speaks a lot about God and her faith, and, you know, she said she has to have that unshakable faith, and, you know, she said she just posted that it's time for a pivot, which means to completely change the way, you know, you do something... But when I was listening to this, everything that she said, good or bad, you know, I didn't hear her say, this is why I gave my life to God. You know, she she broke down, you know, why a lot of times we look at case in point, Twitch, you know, the the life of the party. And that's how she's been labeled. You know, no matter what you're going through, you'll come in and you'll be the life of the party because you feel the need to help uplift other people. Meanwhile, she's like, but where's my upliftment? When I go home by myself, who who's going to sit in the corner and, and talk to me and encourage me, you know, so and so forth. So Angie Martin, Martinez asked her, how happy are you on a scale from 1 to 10? And she said she doesn't know because the things that she thought made her happy just doesn't cut it anymore. I said She hasn't purely been happy in a long time. And to watch and listen to a woman of that caliber career-wise, you know, and, of course, we know. What is put in the media isn't always what it is, you know. just like she said, even on social media, people don't post the good, the the bad. You know, they could have been sitting in the tub, ready to kill themselves five minutes ago, but if they're able to pick themselves up for twenty minutes and go to a party, they'll post that part. You know, they won't post the the, the tub part, but. And through all of this, I did not hear her say, this is why I gave my life to God. And she you know, she kept saying, oh, I believe in God. I believe in my faith. I believe. And one of the things that stuck out to me is it's not enough for us to just believe anymore. It's not enough. God is saying, you have to make a distinct choice. And you're saying it's time to pivot. It's time to completely change the way in which you do something. This could be why she's here. And one of the things I did admire and, and Angie Martinez highlighted is it is a very bold decision as not only entertainer, but someone of her caliber to say, I'm taking a hiatus from work. And she said, I do not care. I don't care what my camp thinks. I don't care what my team thinks. She said, because if I don't take care of me, I cannot put my all into whatever role I choose to play. I cannot be there for my friends. I can't do anything. And we've watched how a lot of celebrities have fallen because they were not bold enough to take that break from themselves mainly because they were so concerned about what everyone else would think. Oh, you can't take a break from social media. You can't take a break from that. So we really, you know, lifting Taraji P. Henson up for her feeling like she has to fight for joy, where we know as long as we surrender our lives to Jesus, we don't have to fight for that. He is begging to give that to us. You know, her her mental state and that she doesn't continue to get into these real dark places, because these were her words, dark places that she keeps having to pull herself out of, And, you know, praying for her child, you know, she has a son. And regardless of the fact, she's Taraji Pants to us, but she's mommy. You know, this is still a, a woman. This is still a mother who he has watched her go to college, graduate from college, and now make it successfully in an industry like this. Praying for her fans and followers, of course, and her colleagues and industry friends, you know, that they can sit and listen to someone be bold enough to be this transparent. And now, you know, make this type of move, but really lifting her up so that she does not continue to feel like she has to fight for something that God is just waiting to place in her lap. All right, all right, Amen, 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 Amen. Um, we're going to hold hands and hold hearts on behalf of not just. Toraj b. p. Henson, but anyone who is in her situation who was not able to even reveal how she felt over the years or he felt over the years, definitely Father, we come before you, God, and we especially say thank you to this to you this morning because we always talk about how you invest in all of us, we always talk about how much you love us in a special way God we always um encourage people from it's from due time to this world that is listening, that all you have to do is accept Jesus. All you have to do is take him at his word. All you have to do is just uh, 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 hold on to the promise that he's given. And Lord, I am so grateful that we are able to be on this side of the fence and lift up to Raji henson and anyone who else anyone else who might be experiencing this um uh turn in their life or this point in their life god she's a woman who has claimed faith she's a woman who claims that she knows you loves you god but as chantice has said um never heard her say you know i've given my life to god so lord as she has decided to take this month Maybe she's answering a call that you have on her life, God, that you need to spend that quiet time with her, God, even away from her child, God. But that we just talked about this here on his due time. Just that alone time with you, God, that makes the difference. The time that all we have is between you and us. God, last year, I prayed for my very mother when she couldn't speak to anyone, she couldn't call anyone, when she couldn't take any phone calls, God, that you would utilize that time to speak to her on a one to one basis. That she could say to you what it is she needed to say to you, reveal and confess, God, and we're asking you for the same opportunity for Taraji, God, that she would get so much more than she could even imagine in these 30 days, God. Let her take her Bible with her, dear Heavenly Father. Let her take all the the prayer verses, the prayer um, topics, the prayer conversations, the prayer pamphlets, whatever it is that she's had in her possession, and she take that into that alone time with you, Heavenly Father, and let this be the pivot. That the pivot is not happening right now, but the pivot would ultimately happen when she is in an alone time, true alone time. Let her not step away from Uh, the the appointments and the auditions and the work and still talk to people and still converse and engage and, 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 and do anything with anybody else. But keep it between the four of you. You, your son, your Holy Spirit, and her God. Let your Holy Spirit rest on her, dear Heavenly Father. The same way it's rested on countless people in the Bible. Countless people in this world, God. That she would hear only from you, God. That whatever words that she remembers when she goes away and all the words of encouragement and all the love that she receives and all of the uh, of the advice that she's given as to what she should do, God, clear it out. So that she only hears. From your camp. That's it. That's it. That you have this set aside for her. She hasn't made this decision on her own. She couldn't think to make this decision on her own, God. We pray for her son, the Heavenly Father, who has to go without his mother for a month because of her profession and her decision. And I'm sure she did all of this with him in mind. She showed him all the love that she could have given him, God. But let her return to be a mother of God, a mother from God, that the mother he had, she made millions per movies and TV shows that she would bring him something that money couldn't buy. That attention couldn't buy, that toys and gifts and traveling couldn't buy, but that she would bring him back an introduction to you, that she has only known since she's taken the time to be away. We thank you. We thank you for this opportunity that she's getting, God. And when she comes back, you should spare her life, Heavenly Father. And she says, I, I have faith and I know, God, that she would truly know what it is to know who you are, God. We love her as an entertainer. We love to see her at at her best. But right now, God, all of that needs to be put to the side and we're taking this time to raise her up so we can truly see her at her best. That if she were to stop acting right now, right now, God, that we would truly be able to see her at her best because she would have given her life to you. And there's no other role we can play in this world that's more important than being a child of the king. That she could help with all the influence that she has to draw others closer to you, God. And that she would show what it is to just turn it all around and give your life to God. Because when he's knocking, he's knocking. And we don't know how many opportunities uh, we going to get. But we pray, God, that she comes out of this a changed woman and a true woman of God. We thank you, God, for all that you give us in order to give this world and that she can now understand what it is to make that kind of a decision. To give this world a different side of her. To give this world a a, a peek at who you have turned her out to be. Not what the movies her manager, her agent, nobody but you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you. All right. Have a blessed day. Thank you. I tell you, you know, we don't realize how blessed we are from moment to moment. We don't realize how blessed we are. And we've just gotten finished talking about all of this oh, we, you know, the pastors talked about, you know, I believe it was last week of, you know, how it is that, you know, they, um, you know, it's hard for them and, and, and you know, what we have to do on a daily basis. And, you know, we talk about, you know, again, um, the very things that she was complaining about, we've talked about this, you know, give your life to God and, you know, how much of a difference that he's made yesterday. It was the prayer that, you know, all the times that, you know, we've given, that we haven't really given, that we would turn around um, and and, and do things differently. And once we give our lives to the Lord, you know, he makes the difference, that we've tried everything. You know, I remember the psalmist says, you know, if you tried everything, And everything fails. Try Jesus. And I said to myself one day, I was like, Dad, we got to try everything. (laughs) And everything fails. Then we try Jesus. You know, but yet we don't wait till we're down and out. He's waiting. But we don't wait till we're down and out and we can't, you know, figure out our left from our right and we can't figure out the right from the wrong and we can't figure out the good from the bad and we're, you know, eating dirt before we realize that we really need to give Jesus our life. You know, my is that we no longer go that route. That we would accept Jesus, you know, when we see that, you know, things are not quite working. But not when we've tried everything. Oh, give your life to God. I promise you, he will make the change in your life. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from seven AM to nine AM where we discuss matters of the heart, mind and spirit. As you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's past the step side north, and I want to thank my big time crew for always coming through big time, and thank you for hanging out with us today. Oh, please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Uh, strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to us. You see what happens when you wait too long, right? Right. Until tomorrow, God where where's Freestyle Friday. Ah uh, until then I love you